Good morning. Welcome to this continuing look at Paul's letter to the church at Colossae, the book called Colossians in the New Testament. We are in chapter 3. We're going to pick up with verse 12 today and Lord willing go through uh, verse 17. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you and we ask you to open the eyes and ears of our understanding that we may see and hear and receive what you have for us. May we see you more clearly and may we be drawn to you and become more Christ-like as you work in our hearts the living truth, the living word that you have given us through the Apostle Paul in the book we call Colossians. We thank you for hearing and answering our prayer in the precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen. We recall that the, the primary point of the letter to the church at Colossae was to combat false teaching about Jesus uh, some false teachers had come in and represented to the people that Jesus was not God himself as well as man, that they denied his deity. And Paul is, is writing and completely obliterating those false teachings by the truth in, in the first part of the letter that we refer to as chapter 1, remembering that it wasn't really in chapter and verses originally. He just, he outlines the preeminence of Christ, that that Christ is over all and above all, and that all things were created by him and for him, and in him all things hold together. And then the second part of that is that we're really looking at now is that in light of who Jesus is, then who are we called to be? What is the call on our lives? And when we were looking at the verses from earlier in chapter three in our last segment, we were talking about uh, if we've been raised with Christ, we need to seek the things that are above and set our mind on things that are above. And then the letter says to put to death those things that are earthly, sexual immorality and impurity. And it went on to describe those things that we needed to take off or put off from ourselves. And then today we're going to look at what we need to put on. So let's read these verses together. Uh, I'm reading from the ESV, Colossians chapter 3, starting with verse 12. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. 
Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Lord, bless this reading and understanding of your holy living word. Amen. We have been born again. It uh, In Galatians 2.20, we read, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. In other words, we're no longer the same, and we have to put off because even though we're new cre- creatures, we still have an old nature that we have to deal with. And so we have to put off those things of that old nature, and we have to put on the things of Christ. So he tells us to put on. It's like getting dressed. This this should be uh, something we do as when we're born again, but it's also just like we have to get dressed daily uh, and sometimes change clothes when those get messed up because sometimes we forget what we've put on and we get back into those old clothes, so to speak. But we need to dress ourselves daily with a reminder and clothe ourselves with the truth of who we are in Christ. So we are God's chosen ones. Uh, God created salvation. God created the method by which we could be redeemed and pass from death to life. And he is the one who calls us into relationship, not us. He has chosen us. We are holy and beloved. We are holy Uh, In Christ, we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and Christ is holy in every way. Now, we don't experience that wholeness fully in our daily lives. In fact, for me, quite often just the opposite when I get in the way of what God is trying to do. But we are holy and beloved in the in the face of God, in the eyes of God, and we need to live like that. And he says, so put on compassionate hearts. Put on a heart that that truly seeks after God, that truly seeks to be the person and the people that God has called us to be, uh, to, to have a tem- tender sympathy of heartfelt compassion for others and for their circumstances, that that we should not just have compassionate hearts, but that we should have kindness, that we would be benevolent, uh, generous, and giving to others, that we would be humble, we would have humility. That is, that we would understand that God is holy and perfect in every way, and we are far from that in our daily lives, and to humble ourselves before God, to know who God is and to know who we are. And then the next thing we should put on is is meekness, and in this context, uh, it is 
a, a humble attitude, a lowly attitude towards others, essentially thinking of the needs of others ahead of our, our own needs. A practical example of that is uh, I think about when, when I do work with the homeless every week, sometimes it can be quite frustrating at times. But rather than act on those feelings, I have to act with meekness and kindness and gentleness toward others. I fail at it frequently, but it is the call that, that God has called us to, to put on. Uh, to be patient, to, to, be, to show self-restraint in the face of provocation. Again, that same example I can think of times when when we've given something to someone and they want more and I'm trying to show them that we need to hold back things for those who haven't yet received anything and they become somewhat belligerent uh, or defiant towards that request and that typically is when I lose my patience. So I need to do a better job of putting on the patience and bearing with one another he goes on he says if somebody has a complaint against another forgiving each other as the lord has forgiven us so we must also forgive so we need to put on forgiveness and we need to have a forgiving heart paul then reaches the the high point in how we should be dressed, so to speak. He says, above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. As, as he writes elsewhere in 1 Corinthians uh, 13, 13, the greatest of all of those is love. And so in our catalog of virtues so to speak that we dress ourselves with love should be the cover uh, because it's of the utmost or supreme importance and it's the perfect bond that holds all of these other things together the humility the kindness the patience the forgiveness really flow from love. And so the, the love, not the emotion, but the commitment, our love for God, love the Lord our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourself, that is the, the virtue that brings all of the virtues together. And then he says, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. I, I think that's such a a beautiful phrase and such a, a profound truth that no matter what the storm is that we're in, the peace of Christ can rule, have dominion, have control of our hearts regardless of the outside circumstances. And the peace of Christ passes any ability we have to understand but like uh, in, an, in another letter that he wrote in the letter to the church at Philippi that we call the book of Philippians, he says, rejoice, rejoice always, let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. 
that we should not be anxious about anything. Don't worry about your circumstances, but instead make your request known to God and the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So that peace should rule in our hearts. It should control. Will these other emotions and these other problems and issues come up? They will, but we need to let the rule be the peace of Christ. It needs to rule over our emotions and our anxieties and our concerns. So we we were called in one body to Christ, and so the peace of Christ needs to be in control in our hearts and in our actions and all that we do. And be thankful. Thanks be to God. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. The psalmist says, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Hide it in your heart. Meditate on the word of God. Memorize the word of God. May it dwell in us richly. May we think about it and meditate on it. And so it's richly dwelling in us uh, as we teach and admonish one another. That is not that we're pointing a finger at someone else, but that we are mutually encouraging one another, that we're, we're sharing by our actions and our words, uh, the presence of Christ and what Christ is doing in our lives. And we encourage one another with admonishment and teaching uh, in all wisdom. All wisdom comes from God. It doesn't come from man. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in our heart to God. So, I don't know of anything more effective in bringing our heart to a place of peace and rest than to, to read the Psalms, to sing hymns and spiritual songs, especially for me at least, it's the older hymns that are so rich in Scripture, which also some of the more modern ones are as well, to, to sing those and it's impossible not to feel the joy of the Lord and the peace of God in our hearts when we're doing this. And then he brings it all to the capstone. He said, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus. Do it in the power of Christ. Do it in the spirit of Christ. And give thanks to God the Father through Christ Jesus. When we're thankful, when we're, when we're serving the Lord Jesus Christ and we're acting in his name and we're giving thanks to God through Christ, then uh, anxiety has to go and impatience cannot prevail there. We, we just by nature uh, begin to live out the truth of putting on uh compassionate hearts and kindness and humility, meekness and patience and bearing with one another because that is the picture of Christ and that is the picture of who we are when we're trusting in Christ, when we've been born again and we experience the real life of Christ in us. So I just thank God for giving us these words and giving us 
the Holy Spirit to reside in us, to direct us in every way. Uh, Lord, we, we just close thanking you and praising you for this beautiful letter to the church at Colossae. And we ask you, Lord, to help us to put on, to get dressed in the things that you've called us to and to put off our old ways uh, in a daily life of seeking after Christ. We pray and we praise you in Christ's name. Amen. God bless you.